0: welcome everybody to another awesome episode of great news weekly with me your host jenny craig brown we are here today with a jam-packed day if you're coming in new to the show we're exclusively positive news show right here in the region and we come to you every wednesday live to spread good news and tell you all the good that is happening in our world so uh, if you have good news, we always love to hear about it. Comment below, tell me what's good happening in your life. It could be big. It could be small. We want to know, uh, if you watch live Facebook, you can find us on nwi.life or valpo.life. You can also watch us on YouTube at great Or if you can't catch us till later, you can find us Um, on those Facebook pages, or you can always listen to us later on Spotify, Pandora, anywhere you get your podcasts because we've got it there too. So come on in and join us for some great news. But as I mentioned, we've got a ton to share with you. So I'm going to jump right in. Today, I want to get started right away with celebrating Black History Month. So if you know about the life sites, you probably have heard of our Life in the Spotlight series. We feature an amazing life and work of one person each week from each of our networks. And this week, we want to spread some light on some amazing Black entrepreneurs, activists, and trailblazers that we have highlighted via the Life in the Spotlight series. Let's take a look at a few leaders that are helping make our region great. You of course can find each of those pieces um, and read all about those folks on each of our sites so you can find them very easily there. And we'll be promoting those out all month um, on each of our social media networks. So please enjoy, go find more out about each of those incredible human beings right here in our own region. Next up, you guys, I have a great one right here. I'm so excited. Yesterday, Life for Kayla got to take a trip to Crown Point High School to interview some of the current women's basketball all-stars, of course headed to state. Uh, if you haven't seen the half court, sh- court shot that junior Jessica Carruthers made, we've got that too. Take a look.
1: So I'm here with Jessica from the Lady Bulldogs. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. All right, Jessica, can you talk a little about the success you've had on your team this year? Yeah, just, just being able to be in the state tournament it just means everything to us. And it's always been a thought since our since my freshman year that potentially we could be in this position someday and just being here now it just means everything to us and it's really humbling being here with all the girls and having good relationships with everyone on the team and and it's been a fun year, and I hope we end on a good note. Yeah, that's awesome. Are you a senior? Oh, yeah. No, I'm a junior. Oh, well, at yeah, least you still have one more year, too. You can do a state twice. <laughs> <laughs> what would that be? All right. And then the last question we have to about you is about that half-court shot. Talk a bit about what was going through your mind in that moment. Uh, so I got the rebound and I just took a quick glance at, at the clock and I was going to try and dribble up to shoot a layup, but I knew there was 1.2 seconds left. So I was like, I'm not going to make it down. So I just launched it and <laughs> just hope for the best. Because that is awesome though. I wish I could have seen that in person. So, Alina, how are you feeling going to this game as a senior? Super cool for the other seniors, too, since they get to end their high school basketball careers there. Yeah. Their entire basketball career. Right. I think it's awesome that, especially after everything that happened last spring, that you guys are able to do this. And you were, first of all, rocking it. Like, girls going to state is already such a great thing. So, locally, too, like, I love to see it. I live in Camp Point, so I'm kind of, you know, cheering for you guys, but we are excited to watch you guys this weekend, yeah. So, how about you tell us how this season means to you and your team? Um, well, to me, this season means a lot, especially since I've been playing since, like, second grade, and, yeah, I put a lot of time towards this, and I'm pretty happy where we're at right now. But, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Go, go!
0: Oh my gosh. Good luck. Lady Bulldogs. We are so proud of you to coach cyber to the girls. You guys are going to kill it this weekend. We're all cheering from wherever we are. Even if we're not in Indy this weekend, good luck. You guys are going to do awesome. All right, next up. So we asked the Community Health Care System Health and Wellness Coordinator, Nurse Christy Cleveland, all of our health questions. Christy helps motivate others using her knowledge of health issues and preventative medicine. Ask the Nurse program is a Valparaiso uh, family YMCA program that provides advice on a variety of wellness topics and information on services available from the community health care system. Nurse Christy, take it away. Welcome Nurse Christy to Great News Weekly. How are you?
2: I'm good, I'm good. Glad to be here. Well, thanks
0: for, yeah. And thank you so much for uh, allowing us to do this Q&A today. I'm gonna jump right in. We've got a lot of great um, audience questions. First up, what are some of the ways that we can remain mentally and physically healthy in the winter?
2: Well, it's very important to get good nutrition. Always look at your foods as your fuel. Um, What you put in your body, that's going to be how efficient your body is going to work. Getting enough rest in combination with that. Getting enough rest, what's recommended for adults is seven to nine hours of sleep a day. And I think that's from the National Sleep Foundation. Um, And then also getting regular exercise also helps with stress management getting outside, getting some fresh air. Of course, that depends on the temperatures (laughs) that we've been having. I love that, you're right. The cold makes it hard,
0: but that's some great advice. Next up, we've got, what are some ways people can curb any anxieties or mental health issues that the pandemic has created?
2: One thing I thought of right away was stop watching the news. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, getting out, getting regular walking, great way to boost your mood. It helps getting better sleep. It helps always with reducing stress, Um, getting regular sleep, staying on that regular sleep schedule. Um, Go to bed at the same time every night. Um, We can also do some deep breathing exercises daily with your favorite music where you would sit quietly, have your soft music playing. Um, Another one fun was doing a random act of kindness for someone. If you're doing something nice for somebody else, you're not worrying about yourself and feeling down about maybe what you have going on. So it's always up something positive like that. But let your doctor know if you're really concerned and that hasn't gotten better, you know, maybe seek out counseling, let your family know so that they're aware that's fantastic and i am not a
0: nurse but i would also say a great news site like us might be a great alternative to the negativity right perfect (laughs) it's a win-win okay so our last and final question right here Hi, Nurse Christy. I've heard that the second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine has seemed to have harsher symptoms afterward than the first dose. What would be the best way for me to help my symptoms be fairly mild afterward?
2: Well, that is a question that I hear a lot, and especially when I'm doing the vaccines. Um, we don't know how anybody is going to react. Everybody has been different, and I'm seeing both ends of the spectrum, some people with a lot of symptoms, and we give a handout that's, it's a really good handout from the CDC that talks about, these are a list of symptoms that can be expected, but it doesn't mean you're going to have them. You might have one of them, you might have a couple of them. Unfortunately, we just don't know how each person is gonna react, so um, it does say in there that Tylenol is allowed to take afterwards if you do experience symptoms such as fever, chills. Um, The other thing is it says that as long as it's okay with the medications you might already be taking, that you can take um, ibuprofen or Motrin for those body aches that you might experience. You don't want to take anything beforehand because it's not even been researched as far as if we take something beforehand, is that going to have an effect on how well the vaccine is gonna work for us. So as long as we know that it's supposed to only last for 24 to 48 hours, then we can be prepared and have those medications on hand if we do have symptoms. Um, Just so you know, we do observe everybody that comes in after their first vaccine and their second vaccine Uh, for 15 minutes to make sure that there's not any kind of symptoms that we would be concerned about. We also have a hotline for COVID. If somebody has some symptoms that they're already home and they're thinking, boy, I don't remember if they said anything about that. We have a COVID hotline and it is um, taken care of by a nurse. So if you have some symptoms that you are concerned about, feel free to use that COVID hotline also that's fantastic input and i agree
0: we've
2: i've heard of people even having symptoms or
0: no symptoms so yeah it's definitely um a little bit of a toss-up right now so i appreciate the input a ton uh well those are our questions of course we hope to have you back more in the future to answer questions that our entire audience has and we really appreciate you, Nurse Christie, the Valparaiso YMCA, as well as Community Healthcare System for uh, joining us today and for helping us get a little bit more educated on all of those healthcare questions that maybe we don't wanna ask our doctor or we we haven't been in to ask them. So thank you so much. um, And hopefully we'll have you back soon. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, Nurse Christie answered all of our questions which there were plenty. Uh so you can actually check out the full segment on YouTube and we have that in the comments right now. You can click on that and go watch the whole episode or the whole entire segment if you'd like. There's a lot of questions and let us know your thoughts. We'd love to know um your questions as well. We'd love to do more segments with Nurse Christie and learn all the healthcare questions you guys have as well. So thanks again, Nurse Crispy. Make sure you guys get out there and go watch that entire episode on YouTube. That would be fantastic. Um, Awesome, so to cap our jam-packed show this week, Lifer Chris interviewed the career and technical education directors from across the region in celebration of Career and Technical Education Month. Let's take a look of some of that interview
3: first of all, welcome all of you here. Um, I'm a gigantic supporter of CTE programs throughout the region. We've hired a bunch of the students of your collective programs. Uh, we'd love to hire a bunch more. Uh, it's CTE week, and I'll kick it off with Bob. Tell me a little bit about what types of programs does does are offered in CTE, and I think it's very related to what kind of of skills that are non-technical that ultimately those
4: CTE students
3: can learn through those programs.
4: Yeah, thanks, Chris. I appreciate you having uh, me on the the show and, uh, and all the other directors from Northwest Indiana. Um, we are supporters of, of Career and Tech Ed, and that's our, that's our mission is to train students to be successful, um, not just uh, educationally, but from a career standpoint, um, they've got those skills. So what makes uh, CTE unique and, um, and what's the main point of CTE, uh, Career and Technical Education, is to make sure those students are learning skills. Um, both the physical skills and the technical skills they can um, use to get a job, but also the the skills, uh, employability skills. Are they showing up on time? Are they getting along with their coworkers? Um, are they um, maintaining a safe work environment? Are they being career ready and and um, can approach uh, an employer and say, I don't, I, I have technical skills. Um, I've got the uh, understanding of the industry, and I, I also have the employability skills uh, to not just get employed, but stay employed and be a good employee. So. Our goal is, as directors is to make sure our graduates are leaving uh, ready to enter the workforce or pursue a uh, two or four-year degree um, and have a leg up on the um, their counterparts that they're sitting alongside in class uh, as they uh, get ready for a career. That's awesome. And you see it literally get implemented in their,
3: in their work style every single day that they know how to not just do something specifically, but they know how to do work specifically. Um, Maren, can you tell me a little bit about how CTE students um, get workforce ready, um, specifically with industry certifications, uh, dual credit programs?
5: Sure. So, uh, Career and Technical Education students uh, get workforce ready in a lot of different ways. Um, Bob kind of touched on some of the skills that they learn. But um, for college and career, for the career side, uh, we offer things like job shadowing, internships, work-based learning. Um, Many of our career centers partner with local businesses and local industries. Uh, Many of the classes also offer certifications that uh, students can test and get certified and use those then right after they graduate in the workplace. Uh, we also many of our classes offer dual credits uh, which is a part so we partner with local colleges such as ivy tech purdue northwest iun um, and they can earn dual credit which is college credit at the high school level so they could go into college potentially with some of those credits already um, already taken care of that's awesome
6: and
3: as a parent that's a big savings and a leg up that that kid has when they're starting school that they already got a little bit of a ramp in the way. and They got that out of the way. Um, Tim, if I can ask you, what do you think makes career um, tech teachers unique, particularly in their learning?
6: Uh, career and tech ed teachers are, are, are unique uh set of teachers they they come with so much experience and life experiences that uh they're sharing with the kids it's it's not just uh you know i've always been a teacher or, or anything like that it's, i've been the welder i've been the machinist i've been the nurse uh, and and those uh experiences that they uh, they've uh, learned from uh, they they pass off to the kids i think uh with the uh, career and tech ed teachers uh, you would find that they uh, have that work ethic also that they are instilling in the kids. Uh, so I, I think the uh, teachers themselves are, are very uh, able to, to give those students uh, those experiences, those life experiences that uh, will help them throughout their careers.
3: I'm glad that they've got a month dedicated towards CTE. I think they could dedicate the whole year to CTE. Uh, and thanks each of you for sharing a little bit of your perspective uh, for the Great News Weekly show on how important this is to the region.
0: So here's another one. Thank you to all the CTE directors. As you notice, we had to, that one was another one. It's just, we have so much information we want to share with you. So uh, it's another one that, Please click in the links uh, below you in the comments. You'll find the YouTube link. So go check out the entire interview. We got to t- talk to each of those directors. They're representing schools from Maryville, East Chicago, Michigan City, all over the region. So please go watch the full episode. Happy CTE month to every career and tech educator out there. You guys are killing it. You're helping our kids grow up to be as educated as possible. Meriville, thank you. Uh, They said, thank you, NWI Life. We love our CTEs. Uh, And then East Chicago said, thank you for helping us recognize CTE month. I agree. You guys are amazing, literally helping us educate the region and ensuring our kids are ready, um, college ready and career ready. And it is fantastic the work that you are doing. Thank you so much. Um, and we had a lifeline pop in, I believe as well. So we had a lifeline. If you haven't tuned in before, lifelines are your good news. Tell us your good news. Deanna Grimes is a long time uh, lifeliner and viewer of our show. Deanna said her lifeline this week is Trinity. Trinity Lutheran school is also going to state for girls basketball. Kudos. Yay. Shout out to you guys as well. So the school is celebrating all week with spirit week. And my daughter is loving it. Um, spirit weeks are so fun. We should probably have a great news that life spirit week pajama day. I'm in for it. So Deanna, thank you for the idea. I appreciate that a ton and congrats to them as well for their state. And I'm super happy that your daughter is loving all of the fun with that. Uh, well folks, I think that's all I have for everybody. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Great News Weekly with Great greatnews.life. I am, of course, your host, Jenny Craig Brown. Come back next week for more great news right here on nwi.life or valvo.life Facebooks live every Wednesday at noon. Catch us after in podcast world. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care.